Hey, creator, I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. Before we get started with today's podcast on how to turn your passion into subscribers, I wanted to let you know about my website, iancorzine.com. There you can set up a consult with me or one of my Your Social Media Lawyer team members for an in-depth analysis of your copyright, your trademark, your business questions for social media. Also, you can download templates, legal templates for your YouTube channel or maybe your online business there. Uh, they include copyright releases, collab agreements, vendor contracts, uh, website terms and conditions, things like that. And if you stick around till the end of today's podcast, I'm going to give you a bonus. And that bonus is a 20% off code for any contract legal template at iancorzine.com. All right, let's jump into it. Welcome to the Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. This is the podcast for social media creators and entrepreneurs that want to know more about the law and also want to protect their artistic freedom. In this day and age, more and more, the social media platforms are restricting our freedoms. We want to pr protect your artistic freedom, your, your, your expression, your creative expression. These things are what we're about, and we're really happy to have our uh, podcast today. We're going to be joined by Asa Schneiderman of Ace Videos. His channel has over 800,000 subscribers, and they were fueled by his passion for fishing and video editing. So today we're gonna to talk about uh, how you can use some of the lessons that Asa has learned over his time on YouTube and other social media platforms to hopefully help you uh, find a passion, do social media about that passion and grow your audience. And by the way, if any time during the podcast, if you wanna reach me, you can reach me at podcast at iancorzine.com or you can hit me up at Twitter at Ian Corzine, at Ian Corzine. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Asha Snyderman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Asha, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on, sir. I really appreciate it. Well, I was so excited because you and I, you and I happened to meet uh, online uh, and we're discussing your channel and I you know, had a chance to audit your channel and look, look through it and I just love what you're doing. It is an amazing channel. Um, I love all the lessons that you teach, uh, and it's so authentic. Um, how do you? How did you get to the stage where you felt comfortable on camera and being authentic like you are? Well, you know that was kind of a funny thing because I actually didn't know much about YouTube when I first started. Which I think I look back now and I go, that was a good thing. So in my mind, like YouTube videos were were like such a high quality. Yeah, you had to be real high quality and stuff. And I didn't realize at the time there's more about story than it is about like uh, cool edits and stuff like that. Well, I, I was kind of a newbie, uh, you know, guy starting out that way. And I was like, well, I don't have cool camera equipment yet. I don't have, um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I didn't know really what to expect from it. And so looking back now, I actually have people uh, tell me that they said one of the reasons why they like my channel is because I'm not like screaming and in everybody's faces or like, what's going on guys? And there's tons of jump cuts and tons of crazy stuff going on, which you know, I find out about a year as, as time goes on a few months into it, that that's kind of the YouTube uh, standard. So I would say that my ignorance of YouTube actually helped me just be like authentic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, uh, you don't know what like people expect of you. And then I, I literally had a, guy, a subscriber the other day that I met out and about. We were actually, I was on a lake fishing and I ran into him 
And he said, you know, the thing I love about your channel is you're like one of the only persons, one of the only people who don't like scream and are like always just like jumping for attention or something like that. It's something akin to that. And I was like, huh, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. I've never, you know, never thought of it that I was just myself on camera, but I do have to say it did take a little bit of practice because I was really nervous on camera. My first day, like 25 videos or so. But when I, you know, when I, I would say when I relaxed and just like started to talk, be like, Hey, there's just people on the other side and just talk to them and show them what you're doing. You're just fishing, just have fun and just go on these outdoor adventures and just share it with them. Then I just settled down and, and I guess I could, that's when I could just be, I could just be myself. And I realized nobody's expecting anything more, anything less than just me being myself. You know, it's funny that you say that. I think all creators on social media go through that process and some are quicker than others to learn about it. But I don't think, I don't care if you're a type B personality or a type A personality, it takes some time to go, okay, I'm really going to do this and I'm really going to put myself out there. Uh, yeah, because you're re really afraid of people's judgment um, of you. And then I went, I would say the first part I was going for like mass appeal or, or whatever. I kind of thought about like, oh, I don't want to offend people this way or that way. Or what if people, what if some people find me too boring? What if people, some, you know, some people are, you know, don't like the sound of my voice. As weird as that sound, I was conscious, conscientious at first, at first of the sound of my voice. And when I realized like, it doesn't matter, you can't please everybody, just just be yourself. Yeah, that really helped a lot. And then, and then you have more fun. People can feel, I think, especially in my type of video where you're just pure entertainment. There's no, I'm not trying to uh, give education. As far as I'm not like tutorials, nothing like that. It's just pure vlog entertainment. Um, people can feel like if you're happy or if you're sad or, or, or they, they can just kind of tell, they get the vibe of, of who you are. And so I think it's real important just to be, um, to be in a good mood while you are um, filming, your, your mood is really going to affect like how your video turns out. Yeah. And so if you are calm and like saying, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with this and people can hang out. You can like it or not. You can watch or not. Nobody's forcing you to watch my videos. If you want to stick around and subscribe, you can. And you kind of have that, like, at, you have that attitude. I think that'll actually help you grow more, grow faster and, and help people like your videos more. That's awesome. That's really, really good advice. I love that. Before we get into your background, because we want to hear about your background and how you built up to where you're at now, uh, I always ask uh, social media creators, what is their favorite app to use for their social media career? That's tough. You know, favorite app. One thing I, I really love, I know, it, does Final Cut Pro count as a as yeah, an app. Okay. Does. I was going to say people bash final cut pro all the time on the, like if you, cause I watch tons of final cut pro like tutorials. And to me, when you don't have to pay like the Adobe premiere, like monthly subscription, you buy final cut pro for 300 bucks once. And it's for the rest of your life. I didn't even know they would go to my other computers, but on my other like app, uh, Apple computers, I had it automatically. And since I use that every day, obviously for video editing, I think it's great. I love that app and I don't care what all these like professional video editors say. I'm like, I think Final Cut Pro is fantastic and I actually highly recommend it over Adobe Premiere. Simply, not that I've used Adobe Premiere, but simply because you don't have to pay for it. Oh yeah, recurring payments. Uh, yeah, one ninety nine. I think I paid back in 2010 and I've okay, gotten yeah. all the updates. I'm a Final Cut Pro person too. I okay. love it because of the reduced rendering time. I don't know if you've ever messed with Adobe Premiere 
But I not have. only do you have skipping frames when you're actually editing, but you also have a situation where you go, okay, done, finalize, and then you go do all your shopping for the rest of the year because it's going to take forever to actually, you know, render oh. the video. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big uh, FCP FCP fan too. Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I everybody's like, I'm just starting on YouTube. What should I use? I'm like Final Cut Pro, and don't listen to the haters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Good. Let's move on to your background. You're are you from Boise, Idaho? Uh, you know, I actually grew up in a tiny town called Buell, Idaho, um, which ironically enough, since I'm a fisherman, um, it raises more commercially raised trout than anywhere else in the world. I guess that's not ironic. I use that. I misuse that word, but um, hmm. it's uh, remorse. They raise in Buell, Idaho, and it's like a town of 3,500 people, uh, more commercially raised trout than anywhere else in the entire world. And it's funny now that, you know, years later, I'm making a living mostly doing trout videos. Those are some of my best sellers on my channel. People love watching trout fishing videos. Yes. You know, the crab ones, ones too, but um, yeah. So I grew up in a tiny town for, and lived in the same house for 20 years, first 20 years of my life. And now I live in Boise a couple hours away, but no, I'm definitely an Idaho guy. Wow. Yeah. I've been to Idaho multiple times and there's endless places to go fishing, right? Yes. Yes. In fact, Idaho is really cool because you can like go up in the mountains and fish for trout. And then you can go to like the Snake River and catch, you know, seven, eight foot long sturgeon. You have this huge variety of fishing here. Wow. And you're primarily a freshwater fisherman. Is that correct? Yes, I am. I do spend a lot of time in Hawaii though. And so I've done, in fact, some of my, uh, uh, some of like the, I guess you could say viral videos uh, that have gotten the most views I have come from Hawaii because they're like really unusual things that I do over there. So I do have quite a few, I would say it's a split Idaho, Hawaii uh, content because I've been spending more and more time over there as uh, people like those videos a lot. And obviously I like <clears throat> spending a lot of time there if people are going to watch yes. the videos. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm actually a big Hawaii guy too. I'm in Maui fairly That's often. Cool. So one of these times you and I should hook up. And Maui, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love Maui's to show, island I go to. Yeah, yeah. I saw in your videos and you should show me how to do some, uh, some crab uh, uh, use the nets, the crab net. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crabbing, Hawaii crabbing is something not a lot of people do. I just say it is pretty tough because I spend a lot of time out there doing it. They don't have like huge numbers of crabs, but they have some of the like the weird, like the Kona crabs and some stuff that you really hard to find in other places in the world. So oh. uh, it's, it's fun crabbing. People don't think like, oh, Hawaii crabbing, but it's a thing. It is a thing, especially in the kayak. Um, so start, you born and raised Idaho. Um, how did you get started fishing? Um, you know, my dad actually just took me fishing all the time when I was young. And I just, from the time I was born, just there's something inside of me that there's something about throwing out a line in that dark, mysterious water and pulling out a creature um, that has just always thrilled me. And even like before I can remember, as far as that, my parents have pictures of me at like two. And my dad is holding a trout and I'm just, del- I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm just looking at the trout. I'm so like delighted with it. So Wow. So it's just in the blood. I guess it's just in the blood. You know, we all have, we're all tuned a certain way and, and fishing is definitely uh, uh, my, my thing, that's for sure. Now, what types of uh, fishing do you like to do for trout? Do you do fly fishing? Do you do a normal reel fishing? So I have a, a confession here. A lot of people who, uh, this, will, this will get you started in a controversy in the, in the fishing world, but I do all not right. like fly fishing. Okay. Uh, fly fishing is to me, there's just, there are too many little things going on. You got tiny flies and you got little leaders and, and, uh, I'm more of like the adventure fisherman. Like, Hey, I'm going to 
hike a mile over these rocks to that pool over there. And when you have your, you know, seven, eight foot fly rod and all the gear and the vest and stuff like that, I'm just, I've never really been into that. And I have friends like, oh, you should totally get into it. I've been fly fishing before. And there's, there's no magic there for me. I'm 100% like spinner guy. And I'm, I like the cooking part. On my channel, I do catch and cooks almost all the time now. I really love the taste of trout. Mm -hmm. And I love the satisfaction of getting done with the day of fishing and then like cooking up your catch right mm -hmm. on the riverbank. And mm -hmm. that, that's the part I really love. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. Well, so when you come out here to California sometime, I won't take you fly fishing. We'll do spinner reel fishing. <laughs> hey, not, well, you can fly fish and I'll do spinner fishing. No problem. But, right. but I will bring my cook stuff and I'll cook up whatever you catch. We'll cook it up right on the riverbank. I have all the, all the backpackers stuff to do that. Well, that's awesome. I'd love to see you out here. So uh, just, you know, fishing in the blood, uh, obviously you grew up in an area where you could fish all the time. Your dad was obviously a, a leader in that area and, and took you fishing. Um, how did it come about that you're like, okay, maybe people would want to watch me vlog and go fishing? You know, so this is a funny story. I actually thought, uh, so I could kind of discovered YouTube late 2015 in terms of like what it really was. I thought it was like a place for dumb cat videos and all that. Before then, like YouTube's just a place to like waste time. Yeah. And, um, and it's still can be, but uh, I didn't think about like people having their careers. Like YouTube wasn't a career option. And it came to my mind, and I can't even really tell you like a specific moment or anything where I realized like, oh, you can get paid for making YouTube videos. But it came, it came to my attention that, hey, YouTube is, a, is a, a place where you can make money, make real money. And I thought, well, I love fishing and I already loved filming before that. So I was like, I'll combine the two and make a YouTube channel. I thought I'll probably be the first one on YouTube to make a fishing <laughs> channel. I literally thought that at first. So I make an account and I start exploring it on YouTube and come to find out, lo and behold, there are a bunch of guys who make their living on YouTube fishing. And, and so that was a little bit of a, of a, of a in a way it was good though, because uh, they had cleared the way it cleared a path as far as there were already a lot of people accustomed to watching fishing videos on YouTube. So I was just another guy on the platform and the audience was already there. And at that time in like 2016, there were not a lot of fishing videos actually being posted to YouTube. So when I kind of came on the scene, it was relatively easy in 2016 compared to 2020 to get views. Yeah. And so that was actually, you know, really nice. I discovered it, um, you know, when I did, but I, I thought I was the first one to come up <laughs> come up with the fishing vlog so well that you know it's very you've highlighted something that i talk to all my creator clients all the time you know a lot of people want to come up and they want to say they have a new concept because no one's seen this that it's not on youtube um, and you know my first inclination is you know what <laughs> actually that's the wrong way to go about it social media in general is not about reinventing the re wheel it's about actually finding your quote-unquote competition or your compadres the people that you're going to do the same kind of content with and then doing what they're doing because you have to have that audience there and listen yes. i'm not telling you you can't create a moon rock uh color paint red channel uh which doesn't exist on youtube i'm not saying you can't grow that all I'm saying is if you want an easier time and you want to get to a route where you're at, um, it's better to actually find what's working and then try to put your own spin on it. Is that jive? Exactly, exactly. Because it's one of those things like uh, there's always room to grow. I think people have the idea that like the pie is only so big and you have to like carve out your chunk. Like when you think about it, Ford is an extremely successful company. That doesn't mean that Toyota is not going to be an extremely successful company too. 
and Chevy or whatever, you know, you, the list goes on and on and doesn't mean a new, you know, car company can come along. So in the same way, just because somebody's, you know, already is already doing something on YouTube and maybe they have millions of subscribers, it doesn't mean that there's not room for you too. You might even be smaller than they are, but that's okay. Like even if you got 200,000 subscribers while they have 2 million, you're still, you know, providing for your audience and, and, and you know, making your living. And, and if that's what you want to do, if YouTube is a career you want to pursue, mm-hmm. there's room for you. Mm-hmm. Even if there are a whole bunch of other people like doing the same thing, you just got to do it your way. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Uh, over time, how did you, I mean, did you custom your channel a little bit to your audience? Did you make changes so that yes. y- you get more views? Can you describe for the audience? I, I did. did. So a funny thing that I started just doing fishing vlogs and, and you could do well, uh, fishing vlogs, you know, going out, catch as many as you can, put it all in chronological order and uh, post it up there. And people love watching, you know, fishermen stuff. But I found, um, in 2017, a year in, a little over a year in, I made my first catch and cook. So I caught a trout and I brought a frying pan with me and I cooked it up over the fire. Well, that video did way better than any of the other videos. And it's wow. funny, just that, that little tweak, because I went out fishing, you know, the first half was the usual fishing, yeah. but then I stopped and wrapped up the video with like cooking up my catch. And people, the, the, my small audience at the time, I think I had like three or 4,000 subscribers, they raved over it. Wow. And I was like, that's crazy. The funny thing is, it was like two months later before I made another catch and cook video, but I did same thing. I remember being so excited because it got like a thousand views within the first few hours. And you know, this is when I had a really small channel. And I was like, what? How, you know, yeah. how is this possible? <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of a thing. But it was yeah. catch and cook trout again. Yeah. And so I began to like realize, it, and it's even then it took me a couple months like making fishing videos and then making a catch and cook fishing video people would click on the catch and cooks way more. Mm-hmm. And they loved the kind of the wrapping up of, of, of the fishing day, cooking up my catch and basically like talking to the audience. Cause mm-hmm. I would, you know, kind of, it's almost like sitting down, like hanging out with a friend kind of at the end of the day. So it wasn't just all about the fishing. And uh, another thing I realized is how much people enjoyed the random adventures off to the side. For example, one of the newest videos I actually was just working on today, I find a backpack that an ant colony has literally made their, their nest in the backpack. Well, normally I would just like look at that and be like, that's weird and continue on. Well, I've learned that people want to see that stuff. So take the time, you know, set up the camera and be like, guys, check this out. All ants have made their colony in this backpack and show it up close, like show people. And so it just doesn't always have to be about fishing. So I yeah. changed my content from being like, hey, this is going to be really cool. You know, just fishing channel, fishing tips is what I had. I made a few tutorials back when I first started within the first 20 videos. But I eventually dropped all that stuff. And it was more like, hey, let's go on an adventure kind of a thing. And that's how it it changed, basically. And that's the mindset I have now. And I found that people that resonated with the audience way more. Mm, That's very interesting. It's almost like converting it to be more, a little more personable, a little more vulnerable, a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if anything can happen, kind of surprise type of stuff. Yes, yes. And yeah. like so a lot of times when you're out fishing, you see deer and stuff like that. Well, I'm used to that, especially in Idaho. You see deer all the time. You see deer in the middle of the city. Well, yeah. a lot of people don't see. Most people don't see it. So you kind of got to think, what is the audience? You know, mm-hmm. what's their mindset? I would say like for creators out there who are listening, pay really, really close attention to your audience retention graphs. Because if you see dips, people don't care about that part. If you see spikes where people keep rewinding, that tells you something. And so I paid, uh, in my, I would say one of the best things I did was pay really close attention to that. And every time there were dips, I would start to shave out those parts where just trim the fat on the video. Be like, okay, people don't care about that detail. 
this is what they want to watch. That's and if awesome. you like follow that rule of thumb, I think you'll, your channel will get better and better and your audience will grow. Wow. That's great advice, Asa. I really appreciate that. You know, I was going to kind of craft the top three tips you had for creators on how to grow like you've grown. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, you've already said them. Uh, I think it is being calm so that you can get to that authentic place. And then not not try not to care what people think. Would you say that would be the number one? Yeah, thing? I would. I would say uh, just think about like what your audience would want, and stop trying to go for like a mass appeal or like I want to try to please everybody. Don't try to please everybody mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because there are just some people they're not going to like your content. They're not going to for whatever reason. And so don't you know? Don't worry about those people. Focus on the people that it will resonate with. That's great. And then I, I think the second thing that I'm seeing is you know. Um, um, go go to an audience, or it's easier to go to an audience that already exists on the platform that you're going to be yes. on. Would you say that's? A, a, I, I would say absolutely. And there's no shame in like looking at what other people are doing, uh, as long as you weren't copying them exactly. I've seen you. Know, we've all seen that video yeah. where like somebody has the exact title and thumbnail of somebody else. Yeah. But as long as you're not exact copy, you can totally go and look at people and get ideas. In my in my business, I would I would do the I did the catch and cook concept. Well, in the early days, I would just build a fire. Well, mm-hmm. then I saw another YouTuber or he had one of those little backpacker where it's like a tiny butane stove mm-hmm. that hikers use all the time. You can whip it out and you can have a little stove going and usually they make coffee or soup or something in it. And he used it for cooking up his fish. Mm. So I was like, that's ingenious. So I went out and bought one and I added that element to my videos. And so there are, so there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And so like, look at if somebody else is doing something successfully, that means people want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And so you can do the same thing just in your own way with your own personality, put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you'll be successful. I've actually seen this, this is be a little tip I think for new YouTubers never copy though, anybody exactly. Cause I've never seen anybody successful who's exactly like copied other mm-hmm. people in their content. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the same general idea. You can, you know, you, we, I can have the same fishing channel as another guy, but I need to do it in my own way. And he does it in his own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like some fishermen will just target big fish. That, that's mm-hmm. what that's some fishing YouTubers. I know one guy right now who, he, unless he's like going after big fish, that's all he's after. And that's his channel is, is targeting big fish and people have watched it. He's successful just like I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care about big fish. I'm more about the cook and like the adventure, you know, catch and cook mm-hmm. and the adventure of it. So, right. and, and he has his audience. I have my audience. And, and so don't be afraid that like you're doing something different is going to like turn people away because you'll, you'll find people who, who want to watch you. Yeah, that's great. And then what I'm taking from the the third tip, which is you're, you were, even back then you were watching your analytics and you were, you were putting your ego aside for a moment saying, I really like this cut. And you're saying, oh, the yes. audience doesn't like this cut. And so as a result, you would just, the next video, you wouldn't do that detail that no one cared about. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Awesome. Yeah. Just trim the fat in my particular category. I found I would take way too long. I would show like how I cleaned and prepared the fish, found the big dips there. People don't care. Just say, hey, I'm going to, in all my new videos, I'm, I'm going to clean this fish. I'll show like five seconds of it and then boom the fish is done because people just people don't, don't care about you cleaning the fish and i you know just those kind of details can um add where people are watching your video straight through 
and they're really enjoying it. They're not like, oh, I hate this part. I'm going to skip through this, yeah. which also increases it on YouTube anyway, your views, because the algorithm, you get higher watch time. People aren't mm-hmm. skipping through big portions of it. So I would say, yeah, just we, we all love our own content, especially right at first. You know, when you go out and you like, capture something, you're like, this is amazying. Everybody's going to love it. I'm going to make a 30-minute long video yeah. showing every detail of this thing. Well, you know, nobody likes your stuff as much as you do. So you got to, you know, realize what the audience wants. And yeah, you do. It does take some humility to think, to always be thinking, what do they want? Not what do I want? I love that. I absolutely love that. You know, we're going to be wrapping up real quick, but I wanted to bring, you know, to the attention of the audience, you know, now that you've risen to the level you've risen, um, you know, uh, over 800,000 subscribers, you know, brands, uh, sponsors are approaching you, offering you deals. Yeah. Is that right? Have you had that experience? Uh, yes, and it's it's that's grown really fast. And I actually got a really good tip uh, a couple of years ago from Sean Canelli. He said, "Focus on influence, not on income." Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like that phrase because, and I kind of made that my personal motto. Uh, where I thought, you know, I'm not going to worry about squeezing every bit of money out of my small channel as possible. I'm going to try to make the best videos I can. And I think the money will kind of chase me. And in a way it has, that has come true where the brands do start chasing you. Once you have influence, once you have subscribers and you're getting, uh, you know, views, a good amount of views, the money does literally chase you. And Mm -hmm. so don't worry, uh, say to new creators out there, so much about wringing every dollar you can out of your YouTube channel. It, It will come if you're making good content. Awesome. Well, that's, that's absolutely great advice. I'm understanding that really, if you just fuel that passion and make sure that you're giving the audience what they want, that money mm-hmm. will come. You're not going to have to work so hard to, to, to accept yes. this deal and accept that deal. It'll just come. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I would say don't, like a lot of times what happens is you'll get like brands that don't jive with your channel. They'll want to do it. And it's very tempting. For example, on my channel, level up in real life is my tagline. I try to get kids not playing video games and to get outside more. Well, one of the top emails I get are from gaming apps like phone game phones <laughs> games on your phone yeah. and they're like hey we want you to promote dungeons and dragons or whatever <laughs> phone thing and i'm like sorry and they'll, they'll pay you a lot of money and it's like sorry that doesn't i can't that's a i can't do that and wow. so if you stay true uh, yeah stay true to that you will um uh, it, people you see you might lose subscribers over that you know people yeah. are like wait a second your taglines level up in real life and you're promoting video games really um so if you stay true to who you are the audience will appreciate it and i think your channel will grow in which case when deals do come then uh, that are good fit for your channel they'll be the best possible awesome well i think that's amazing advice from you and sean cannell uh and i think that all the creators could benefit from that and again i think it's just it's following that passion and and the money if that's what you you're after will flow well asa i just want to say thank you so much for making time for us i know you're busy i know you're editing and also probably going out fairly fairly soon for some fresh trout uh but we're really really appreciative of your time today thank you so much for having me on it was a pleasure is there anything that obviously your channel is ace videos on youtube do you have any other social media accounts that you'd want to let everybody know about you know, I don't actually, I'm strictly on YouTube and it's actually a time constraint thing. I have three channels that keep me extremely busy. Ace videos, Ace videos two. And I'm actually thinking about switching the other ones. It's called Ace videos three because <laughs> um, it is for different reasons because they each have a little bit different content on them. But um, I do strictly YouTube. You can just type in Ace videos and there'll be a whole bunch. I have over 
think 250 videos now. So that'll, that'll oh. bring up plenty of results if anybody wants to see, uh, see what I do. Well, listen, we all have time now that we're going through this uh, <laughs> mandatory shutdown. So yes. uh, I'll, be, I'll be watching them. And again, thanks, Asa, so much. I just want to say thank all of you out there, uh, social media creators. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting for artistic freedom. Uh, I want to mention that iancorsign.com has those contract templates. If you enter into the code coupon area, uh, ianbig20, you'll get 20% off all my legal templates. And again, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you all next week.